I just walked around the Optive tent. There was everyone there. I was like, hey, you want to do the podcast? No. You want to do the podcast? No. I was like, yeah, I do. Let's talk about the steroids you want to do, Brian. I'm like, oh, this guy actually listens. Who are you? Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining us for the PEDCAC podcast, a weekly information security show featuring some all-around good people. It is week 34 of 2023, and I am just recovered from our Las Vegas trip to Black Hat and DEF CON. With me, I have my co-host, the Hot Bad, who I will likely see twice in one month, which is always a treat. Is it? How's that possible? <laughs> we have, uh, we have, Where am I? we have SKO coming Where's up. My that's oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, it's always a treat for me as well. We didn't get to see Glenn. We miss you so much, man. We need you to figure out how to like to embrace you in my arms again. Like I, it's so, solely missed. Really? No. You're a liar. No, hips out, though. Such a liar. Hips out, for sure. Hips out, of course. Hips out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And we have Glenn Medina back on the show this week. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming back. It sounded like last week was a was a hit show, and uh, I'm jealous. I, I, I don't know why it is when we have a guest I'm not able to be on the show, but you figured that out, listeners. Maybe it's better off that way. Well, yeah, it's we so like to have at least too. three like, people. Yeah, yeah. Like when we were at you know Black Cat, we we're just I was just walking around like, hey, do you want to come? No, you want to come? No. Like he's getting he's getting dissed by everyone, and then just asked Victor. He's like, yeah, I do. And then he just like started rattling off a bunch of references. So it just he just happened to be a listener. I didn't even know who the kid was, but it turned out to be a good time. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really good. We love you. Thank you, Victor. Yeah. for for making it on the well, show. Well, they have you come yeah. back on sooner than later, Vic. Absolutely, yeah. Or Jared, as I like to call him for some reason. So, well, you called him some acronym. I think you got his 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 initials. Wrong. I call him JDL. Like, like for some reason, I think was, I thought it was Jared, and then it was like, no, it's VDL. Like, how do you get this confused? It looks like VDI. So I just <laughs> whatever. All right. No guess this week, but we collected a lot of IOUs when we were out at Black Hat, so stay tuned for us to get those guests scheduled to come on. Amen. Combined, we have decades of information security experience and here not just to educate, but to entertain. We've got four awesome stories for you this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This week, we're going to talk about the DEF CON Hacker Conference. Phones auto-joining Wi-Fi networks. For our third topic, a married couple going to jail. And close with some of my college stories. Oh, God. Can't wait. Uh-huh. <laughs> For our first topic, since we recorded last week's Black Hat episode before DEF CON had started, I wanted to give my report on that. Of the three of us, I was the only one that actually went to the DEF CON conference. How about next year, we actually stay for Black Hat and DEF CON, and then we get a special guest for DEF CON? Well, you, Brian, have never been to DEF CON, so you need to make the commitment to stay. Well, I'll make the commitment if we're going to record back-to-back episodes. That sounds like fun. What about you, Glenn? You down? Sure. Why not? All right. I had a special reason this year, so yeah. Shouldn't miss next year. You won't. All right, you hear her here first. Next week, we're going to have back-to-back Black Hat and DEF CON episodes. That's it. First of all, DEF CON, the place I've seen the most grown men wearing kilts. 
I get it. it. It's a desert. It is hot, but I have never seen so many men in kilts in my entire life. Defcon was any of those Asian men? I just want to know. I I don't think so. No. <laughs> Asian, if you're wearing a kilt, you're obviously from Germany. So come on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the right background, nice. buddy. <laughs> uh huh. Defcon was also evacuated on Saturday night due to a bomb threat. You know, the joke and the meme that Defcon is canceled. Well, it actually did get canceled for a night. And nobody secured the spear, despite how hard they tried. Did they turn it off or was it They turned it off, thing? Black Hat and Defcon, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah, they turned it off during the day because I think it's not bright enough to be seen during the day anyway. And then at night, I think they did turn it back on, but I think they were very cautious about it. And they were there flexing if they actually turned it on. I'm, I'm, I'm no kidding. Low key impressed. They are very confident in their information security team protecting that thing. It's got to be air gapped, right? It for sure is. Yeah, people are talking about ways of like social engineering your way in and what format you would have to create your your photo in for it to display properly. So there's a lot of chatter about it, but no one, no one was actually able to do it. I just would have had a video. Hebcack podcast. Check us out. <laughs> the biggest billboard in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, I think it turned out there was some kind of suspicious package at the Caesars Forum, which was the venue that it was being held at. And there are a lot of jokes that says, like, in one of the villages, there's, like, a literal fake bomb that you have to defuse. So, like, did they actually confuse that and not know that this is a thing they do every year? I mean, I think everything there is suspicious, to be honest with you. Every ATM. <laughs> yeah. Every, every kiosk. cell phone hotspot or <laughs> Wi-Fi network. Yeah. So, Chris, did you turn your phone yeah. off? Did you have it in lockdown mode? Did you have a burner? What did you do? So, Actually, this, this is going to be on my second point. Okay. And one interesting thing I read about, specifically about lockdown mode and, and your phone, it didn't happen to me because I did go into lockdown mode, airplane mode, but there were reports of attendees there getting a pop-up on their, specifically their iPhone, asking them to pair their iPhone with an Apple TV and it just had a pop-up that says, hey, you know, pair your phone with this Apple TV and you have the option to connect to it or decline it, but the connect button is huge and it's in a place where you would naturally press if you're typing something. So some people did get tricked into clicking that allegedly, but what happens was some security researcher allegedly broadcasted a bluetooth signal mimicking an apple tv that asked the phones to pair with it and if you did hit that connect button it would have leaked your wi-fi passwords and some other information how did they manipulate the button to be bigger that's what i want to know that's the crazy part no it's naturally yeah image, it, right? no, it's naturally it, i mean that's a, that's a real apple feature and then the, the okay. button is naturally large to connect what? You made it seem like it had a little Viagra and it was bigger than normal. So, <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's just the way it was born. <laughs> okay, okay. So the big blue button, share pass. That's just yeah. the way Chris is born was with a big blue button. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, that's what I'm hearing too. <laughs> okay. The yeah. Did, allegedly, the did you say you were? Go ahead. Allegedly, the security research says the lesson here is that if you. Turn off Bluetooth from Control Center. That's when you swipe down from the top of your phone and you have the quick access. So if you turn off Bluetooth there, it doesn't actually turn off Bluetooth. It just turns it off for most devices, but it still allows connection to Apple branded devices, which is why the guy used an Apple TV to broadcast it. 
So the real way to do it is you have to turn it off through settings. And then when you turn off these settings, it truly turns off that way. Yeah, that's just like, you know, when I quickly turn off from command control center, just the Wi-Fi, and then I come back home, it, it automatically turns back on. I'm like, no, I, I wanted Wi-Fi turned off. And then you have to manually go into settings to turn off Wi-Fi. I, I take it Bluetooth is the same thing. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, it auto turns back on. So both of, both of them, Wi-Fi and Bluetooth and Control Center, if you hit the button, it doesn't actually turn off off it, like grays out. And then I think after a certain yeah. period, it automatically turns back on. And it still allows connections to Apple devices. So yeah. was this speculation that it was an Apple TV that number one was hacked somehow and number two it was actually getting information? Or did they actually show like, hey, listen, this is my device. I, I rooted the Apple TV and I got all this information. I didn't read through the entire write-up. It made it sound like the research was mimicking a signal from an Apple TV. And allegedly, okay. he says he didn't collect any information. He's just trying to, quote, teach people a lesson. Research. Research. Yeah. Sounds like a fancy uh, oh. pineapple Wi-Fi. Something like that. It could have been a pineapple. Well, actually, pineapple yeah. doesn't do Bluetooth. Spe it only does the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Speaking of which, does anyone have those that little cricket, the little clickers? Did anyone have that? Still not for sale, by the way. In this thing? On the internet. Yeah. Oh, you got, got one. one. Did they have that? So they flipper. Did. did you buy it? The yeah, flipper. The flipper the zero. Flipper. So the flipper zero, they they did have them at DEF CON. The, oh, geez. The line there was insane. They, they There's a joke that's called line con, and that's part of going to DEF CON is there's long lines everywhere. Like when you used to buy your ticket, it had to be, be cash. You'd line up at 5 a.m. and get in this really long line, and then there's just long lines everywhere. So that that's always been a joke and a meme. But this, this year, I think it... it, it there was way more people this year than last year. And the line just to get into the vendor area, just for the privilege of looking around and buying something was like over two hours. And then at some point the line got so yeah. long, they're like, no more new people in line. We can't handle the people that are already in line. Uh, so did so you buy the flipper was, there? I actually bought it afterward. So I, I didn't want to wait two what? plus hours in line. And I went to the website and they said, yeah, they got them in stock and I got it in like four days. Holy crap. Why didn't you tell me? I would have had one ordered with you. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you now. Go there. <laughs> okay. Well, you see, it's Thanks. extremely customizable, it. but you really have to do your due diligence. Like, it'd be rad, like, if it just came out, out of the box, if I sat in front of, like, one of those guard gates and just recorded the, the signal to be able to hack the uh, gate from opening and closing. But there's a lot more work that's that's is pretty involved. Yeah. It's... To, to program a flipper? Yeah. Yeah. It's not for script kiddies. You actually have to know your way around things, which is probably mm. better so you don't have all these hooligans doing mischief with them. Uh, who, hooligans. See, my son blew me away. Like he, he, he watched some stupid video of back in the day. He had like a Game Boy Advance, and then he had like a Nintendo 3DS, and there was this thing that came in a Nintendo Power magazine that was like a card reader, but he had to daisy chain these two things to go because... Uh, you didn't have enough interfaces on the 3DS to make this work, so you had to do this thing. He's like, so I'm going to figure out how to do it, and so I'm going to go ahead and just learn um, uh, assembly. I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I thought he was just going to be like kind of rolling code, but no, you know, he, he sat there. I'll send you guys pictures. Like, he was looking at people's code, and he's like, he's, and it's it's done in color, too. So he's sitting there handwriting stuff and trying to figure out, like, how this code actually works. And then when he went to go actually go do it, it worked. And so he was making legit Pokemon, Pokemon, I don't know, Poke something actually appear. And then what's what's interesting about this is that if you do this, 
the only way you would have ever gotten this is if you had the Nintendo Power magazine and is using like dot code or some craziness and then it unlocks this character and then it becomes certified legit. So then you can, there's a whole thing about this. Like apparently you can take your Pokemon from all your other devices throughout the years and bring them all the way up to your Switch. And so that was one of the things he was doing this last couple of weeks, but he actually got it to work and he was talking about it. He's like, yeah, I don't understand. He's like, uh, he's like, I, I rewrite this and so I have to push it forward by four bytes and stuff like that. And then I, and I move and like these uh, other macros get moved and it's kind of dynamic. And he's looking at me like I know the answer. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, man, but good for you. You figured it out. Cheers. Yeah. Good for him. I think you would love to have one of these flipper zeros, Brian. That'd probably be a good birthday gift idea. That I would or he would? $169. Not bad. Both of you. Wait, what, was you a pie, what was a pie running back then? Pie 35. was running about a hundred dollars. No, the original 35? Raspberry Pi was thirty-five dollars. That's that was the intent that it was an affordable computer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you plan on doing anything other than like broadcasting a, a crap ton of Wi-Fi networks on there? I think that's like the only out of out of the box thing that's on it. I want to try and clone a hotel key. So at one of our upcoming yeah. hotel events, I'm going to try to clone my room key. Ooh, very nice. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. I want to clone uh, people's uh, uh, key fobs. I think that would be cool. Yeah, like an RFID tag. Yeah. 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 Let's work on it together. Let's do it next year. Next year, gentlemen, yeah. we'll be we'll each, all together at DEFCON. Let's each get one. Yeah, let's each get one and 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 start a group think on the flipper. Yeah. Was this on the the DEFCON website? No, no, it's just on just their flipper.net. Yeah, oh. yeah no, just flipper.net. give yeah. the wrong address, Glenn. I put the correct one in the group chat. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, yeah. okay, sorry. It's shop.flipper0.one. Shop.flipper0.1. So just be our listeners, be okay. aware, there are a lot of scam sites out there. So Flipper1. He just one, gave me one. <laughs> flippers, sorry. Flipper 0.1 is the only official site, and there's a where to buy section, and only buy from reputable sellers. Don't buy them on eBay. Don't buy them on Amazon. Only buy it from official ones because there's a lot. Of, there are a lot of scams out there. Hmm. One guy I was introduced to by one of our colleagues here at Zscaler. He introduced me to a guy, and I actually remember this story back at at DefCon. I, I want to say it was probably five years ago or so. This guy, mm-hmm. he's a security researcher. He discovered a zero day in the the pineapple, the Wi-Fi pineapple. And what he had, I, I think the timing of the discovery, so he discovered it, disclosed it to Hack5, which makes it the pineapples, but it was too late. Like they already had the hardware devices and like, you know, we'll, we'll update it for new ones, but we can't do anything about the ones that are already at the show. So what this guy did was he created an exploit broadcasted this thing in a backpack with giant antennas sticking out of it and basically bricked the device devices. So if anybody bought a pineapple at DEF CON and powered it up at DEF CON and was in range radio range of this guy, it exploited their device. And then when they booted it up, the pineapple's like, Oh, sorry. You know, I, you thought you'd be cool at a hacker conference booting up your pineapple, but I just bricked your device. That sounds God, like the like the what was it Mariah? What was that one? It was like IoT device. Meraki. No, there, the Meraki. there was a vulnerability like in all like Wi-Fi um, access points. Not all, but like consumer base. And there was a piece of malware that went out there and was using for DDoS. And Mirai. Uh, 
Mariah, yeah. And someone had written an eye roll that that basically bricked the, the the system if you came through or if they scanned, found the vulnerability, hit it, and it would brick the device. <laughs> they go back they go back the upstream and brick it. Yeah. That's hilarious. Actually it was like it was almost like a D, like a DOS type of rule that would kick in. Like if you came in, you were asking for this, like, how dare you? Boom, brick the device. Nice. Yeah, and Glenn, you say that's messed up, but the commentary around it was you decided to turn on a pen testing tool at a pen at a hacker conference, hoping to get somebody. And they're like, you kind of deserved it. You couldn't even wait to go back to your hotel room to turn this thing on and update it. You know, you just wanted to make sure it ran, you know, (laughs) you make a return. It would be attack at event. Yeah. You don't want to go back to the hotel room and find out it doesn't work. (laughs) So Chris, did you actually talk to anybody at this event or you just walk around like a creeper the whole time? No, I, I talked to somebody, some people. I one of our colleagues I went with is has been embedded in the scene for a number of years. He has a group that he travels with, so he introduced me to a bunch of people, and then a couple of our colleagues that went. I met up with them too. You guys talking about anything cool? Nope. It's, I mean, that's the thing about Defcon. Everybody's chill. Everybody there is there for a reason. Like everyone at Black Hat, sometimes like, oh, well, I have to be here. My boss made me come. Everyone who is at DEF CON wants to be there. So just everybody is is yeah. nice. Like if you if you're standing in line, you just say something to your neighbor. Like chances are they're gonna be a nice person and and they'll be fun to talk yeah. to. I met some pretty cool people in line. Unless you have your camera turned on, right? Oh they yeah, they they do not like that. They do not like that. <laughs> yeah. Point of, hey, point do they still have? Chris Louis is there still a camera on? <laughs> point of privilege. <laughs> hey, do they still have a wall of sheep? Yeah, a buddy they do. of mine used to run that. I worked mm-hmm. it. Why would you still have that? Everything's like coming across HTTP. You would think, but sure enough, there's still stuff that comes through over HTTP, and then you just end up on the wall. I need to reach out to him and ask him about that. Yeah, I mean, it's not as bad as it used to be, but they still have that, and there's still things that come across there. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I mean, they had they had cool parties. They had uh, unofficial parties that were cool. It, it's nice because it's not corporate. The, this year, they did allow sponsors to come in, but they were very select. And I think overall, the feedback was you know overall I think positive. But there there's a big fear that Defcon would get turned into something like Black Hat or RSA if we bring in too many corporate sponsors. But no, they they said they need they didn't need the money, but they wanted to take the money and then invest in new things like better parties and other other events. Well, they they still have like corporate sponsors, like I don't know, like Cisco or Aruba no, to no. run the wireless networks, and well, then the Cisco for the back end. They they right? might, but there's the there's no banners or anything for them. The only the gotcha. most vendor ish company that was there, I would say, is Lacework, and their booth wasn't that crowded. <laughs> Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So, so so the last time I went there was many, many years ago, and I vowed never to come back is when I walked through Lockpick Village, and I had seen that people had brought their kids to learn how to pick locks. And I was like, and I'm not talking about like teenagers. These are like eight-year-old, seven-year-old kids. And I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I saw some pretty young kids there. And they have to, I believe they have to have a full conference pass, which is $460 this year. So that's, yeah, uh, yeah that's. That's that's I don't know if that's a good use for kids that young, but I don't know. Maybe they had fun and they want to do something with their kid. That's more power to them. Sure. Is there anything outside of stuff I can find on like Hack Five that we that would be worth buying there? Uh, they have, they have some good. They have books. They have T-shirts. You know, Hack Five is there. Boring. They have uh, lock, lock pick stuff. I don't think there's anything unique. I think the Flipper Zero people are lined up to get those because they were hard to get. Yeah. 
and some of like the board. well many years ago they had the pine ap so yeah. like you said yeah they have all the high five stuff there ago. yeah sometimes they do specials there and then sometimes they bring like stickers and stuff but no i probably nothing worth waiting two hours plus for yeah dude i had this one customer that we had like a one-on-one meeting at black hat and he goes i would like to uh you know pay my respect as you do with all things at Black Hat and DefCon, and he he's like, I, I show, I will show you my appreciation in stickers, and he gave me all these stickers. I'm like, dude, these are actually pretty cool. I can't say I'm on the podcast. And then he's like, I'm like, where'd you get them? He's like, oh, I make them. So like, he had like these wild nice. stickers. Yeah, yeah. He's got his little cricket. He's got his little cricket at home making stickers. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but he had one that says like, uh, this cricket? is not. Uh, you mean cry cricket, cut cricket? Cry cut cricket. A lot of people say cricket. So. You make your own as well? Oh, that was a Louis? cool sticker. Lobster shells. Lobster shells. All right. No, I do I, not I have think, a cry cut. I think he had like stickers like that. This is not LLM. I was like, all right, you know. Yeah. Walk around people's booth and just, you know, troll them. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. For our second topic, still on the topic of traveling to Las Vegas, I had a mini freakout in my hotel room when I noticed my iPhone connected to a Wi-Fi network. Since I have a 5G connection, I never connect my iPhone to a hotel or conference Wi-Fi. So when I saw it connected, I was like, oh, somebody, somebody like pineappling me, basically. When I went into settings to find out what Wi-Fi network I was connected to, it showed as Passpoint and then the name of my cellular carrier. So I immediately clicked on that Wi-Fi network. I wanted to choose, you know, forget this network. I wanted to turn off the auto join option, but funny enough, those options were not there. I did some digging on this one and apparently it's a feature that many cell phone carriers offer to locations that have either low cell coverage or very high density populations. So like a Vegas hotel. They can hook up a Wi-Fi router to an LTE signal and the phone through its carrier settings knows to auto-connect to these trusted network devices. No, thank you. I'll take my chances with my cell signal. I had the exact yeah. same thing. I noticed the that exact same thing I dug into. I was like, oh, yeah, this is that, that device that just plugs into the internet and they use it for transport. But, yeah, I was the exact same way. Just Wi-Fi off. No, thank you. This is risky. I don't want any part of it. Well, they do that to boost coverage, yeah. right, inside the hotel room. Yeah, so they inside the instead hotel. of deploying more cell towers, they just have a few cell towers, and then they just connect the rest through Wi-Fi. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't, like, Verizon has those cows, those mobile mobile antennas that they play strategically around for when they know dense things. Like concerts. You know, things are going to happen. Outdoor yeah, events, concerts like, and, yeah. Uh, Dreamforce yeah, or Oracle yeah. Open World. Yeah, one of those things. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't bring those in. And I remember when Oracle Open World was in San Francisco, and then my wife worked in downtown San Francisco at the time, and I could not call or text her because the towers are just so saturated. Yeah. And I think they fixed that They just that put eventually. a new, new tower right so by my gym. So that's what you told your wife, right? <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> they just put a new tower by my gym, and like you look at your phone, and you're like, wow, man, I'm like 5G on steroids right now. Nothing works. You can't get a phone call, a green text message. Like it is, I don't know what's going on, but something won't Still working the bugs out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's wild. So, like, you get nothing, then you want, like, and and it's like a pretty big radius to to where I'm at. So, probably about three mile radius. Like, I might be listening to a podcast and just dead, right? Nothing. Um, 
literally nothing works on there at all. And then you get into the gym and then I'll, like you jump on, like, I'll use the Wi-Fi at my gym and immediately all my messages start coming in. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? It's so weird. And I can't do yeah. a re- remote maybe start they, for my vehicle, let it cool off anymore. So maybe, maybe it's just they're pre-provisioning that cell tower still hasn't been ready yet. Yeah. I have no idea. It's just a black hole yeah. at this point. Yeah. I noticed it's making you grow hair too. So it must be doing something. Man, someone took a picture of me the other day from behind, <laughs> and you can you can see there is a cul-de-sac there, even though I shave every day. God, <laughs> I'm looking it's old. That, it's that road it game kicking. There's a cul-de-sac, man. <laughs> that, is like that five o'clock shadow comes in thick, and I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, and on top of that, like two years ago, I went and I, I tried to have all the hair off my head lasered off because I got tired of shaving it. No, you can see that thing. It's, it's thick, like you know the uh, the old COVID tests that were positive. Nice thick antibodies on there. There you go. For our third topic, I just had to throw the story in as the cryptocurrency story of the week. Last year, we reported on the so-called Bonnie and Clyde couple that stole millions of dollars worth of Bitcoin from Bitfinex back in 2016. Over time, that Bitcoin appreciated to almost 4.5 billion dollars. And they laundered the money and spent it on the wife's rap career to make really cringy rap videos. And they also bought some Walmart gift cards with it, which is ultimately what got them caught. Well, the update here is they both pled guilty to stealing and laundering the Bitcoin. Their charges carry a maximum jail sentence of 25 years. Man, that's BS. It should be more like five months, time served. I don't, I don't get it. It was like the ultimate hodl because they stole the money in 2016. They had, if they waited until it like peaked and now the government, the U.S., I think it's the U.S. government that seized it. The U.S. government's going to get like a $3.8 billion windfall from this. And we'll send it straight to Maui. I mean, we'll send it to Ukraine. (laughs) Too soon, Brian. Not a political (laughs) podcast. What do you think, Glenn? Was it justified 25 years? It's like taking a life, man. I don't know. That's a lot. Maximum. Maximum. So realistically, they'll ask for the maximum. They'll maybe get sentenced to 10. They'll be out in five with good behavior. Well, that's not so bad then. But are they going to put, you know, run those stipulations like you can never touch a computer again because of your crimes? Yeah, that was Kevin... Was Mitnick. that Kevin Mitnick? Yeah, he Mitnick, he yeah. got sentenced. He's, they said you can't touch a computer, and then he had to have like a friend write his resume for him because he was not allowed to touch a computer for him to get gainful employment. Was Kevin Mitnick the one that passed away this last year? Yeah. He did. Yeah, there there were some nice in memoriams at Black Hat and DefCon for him. It was it was well done. You met him face to face, right, Chris? I met him at a book signing once at the No Before booth at RSA one time, and I got I got his lockpick business card. I swear to God, the fact that you ever lost your virginity blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, just wait, wait, Grace, till, wait, Grace, wait story, what did you see in him? <laughs> wait until story four, Brian. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just love the fact that. Just get razzed of always them, them and bunnies, Chris. Them and bunnies, always getting always from Brian. Brian. It's always yeah. Brian. It's always Brian. 
Yeah, well, I, I hope they throw the book at these people and give them the maximum 25. Like, we, we need to set an example. It's not okay to steal people's cryptocurrency. And granted, a lot of this stuff happens from Russia, North Korea, and countries that will never be see ex extradition. But at some point, like, we got to set an example of you can't just steal millions of dollars. And this is customer funds as well. Like, people actually lost money. This isn't, you're not robbing bank of america or wells fargo there's no federal insurance for this. this this is real people's money so i hope they get the book thrown at them well i you know like if they can't put away people for stealing at a grocery store or at the pharmacy you know doing these 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 running just you know running that you know come in and run and dash out like how are they really going to solve this i mean two wrongs don't make it right but like, come on, guys. We're, we're, we're down a downward spiral here with just theft in general. Yeah. I don't know. Two wrongs do make it right. I have seen some ugly people produce some of the cutest kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. oh, In your case, just one wrong and one right makes a pretty kid. I mean, so, have right? you seen Chris's kids? They're adorable. <laughs> so, just kidding. That's yeah, a shame. Hey, you're, that's what, what do you say about Grace here? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's, <laughs> that's I can't horrible. say that about What did you say about my wife? I take that back. That was messed up. We, we love Grace, so we can't be saying that. We'll pick on somebody else instead. She, she did give me a little bit of hassle because of like the you know 126 episodes we've done, she happened to listen to the episode where I said Call of Duty was my favorite game. And for those of you who don't oh, know, yeah. she works at a video game <laughs> publishing company that does not make Call of Duty. She's like, hey, how come you didn't say you're, one of my games is your favorite game? Does she manage a game line, Chris? She has certain titles, yeah. Certain titles from oh, this, nice. this publisher, yeah. You don't play for you don't play any of them. Well, do you play any of them? Well, my joke back to her is is that this the the company she works for has a reputation of releasing buggy games that require patches to fix. So I said, if you release better games, then you know I would say this is my oh, favorite. Game. You went there. <laughs> Wait a second. You went there. Who makes more money, you yeah. or Grace? Grace, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Define money. <laughs> You're WC, my friend. We're, we're rich in <laughs> happiness. I'll say there you that. Go. That's right. Good. And bunnies. And bunnies. And bunnies. So. Can you shoot bunnies? That looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> All right. For our last topic, and it will be a rotating topic every week. This week, we're going to talk about what's the biggest hint you've ever missed from a woman and implying that the woman was interested in you. Oh, God. <laughs> I was hesitant to bring up this topic on the podcast because I do not need to give Brian any more ammo to use to say that I'm not actually as manly as I am. But reading through the comments and answers to this question on Reddit, it was actually comforting to know that I'm not the only guy out there that missed major signs that a woman was interested in me. So I've got a few. Do you, either of you want to go first? Uh, it's been so long, I wouldn't even know. I did get hit on the yeah. other day by a gay guy. Well... I guess I can say he's a gay guy at the gym. Like he always, like he always come up to me and be like, you know, whatever. Like, hey, I like your shirt, whatever. And then the other day, he's just like, "What's going on this weekend? Can I get your number?" I'm like, "Wow, oh, man, like really, I'm getting off that vibe." <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with it. Just I don't. No thanks, you know. Well, it's, it's not for you, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I was sitting a similar story, but except I was at a Starbucks waiting for my middle daughter to come out of school. I was picking her up at Sac State, and uh, this guy came up to me and says, hey, man, really nice shoes. Those are cool. 
Yeah, it's just I'm, and I'm like, yeah, I just got these. I'm digging them, man. They're really cool. They're Kohans, right? And they're boots. Da, 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 da. And he's like, yeah, da, da. and he was he was he was giving me this. You know, we're just having a conversation going back and forth. We're chuckled, and I I was like, okay, well, I gotta go. I gotta go pick up my daughter. And he goes, oh, okay. And so I pick up my daughter like ten minutes later from campus, and I'm t- repeating the story to my daughter, and she says. Oh my gosh, Dad! That guy was totally trying to pick you pick up pick you up, and I'm like, "What? What are you talking about? He was just a good conversation. He liked my shoes. I thought I was telling him where to go, you know, where I got them, and where you know they're on sale." And she's like, "No, Dad, he was really trying to pick you up." And I'm like, "Oh, he's like, what are those size thirteen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a wide shoe?" <laughs> Oh, so, no. A clear but, sign from a guy, yeah. not necessarily a woman. So actually, both of these stories are signs from guys that you missed. That's, uh... Yeah, I had one in the elevator, and, and it's okay. I'm totally glad it went. I'm totally glad that one went over my head, guys. Uh, yeah, so my, had... my, I'll tell my first one. It All was right. this was back in college. I was a poli sci major, and there's another girl in my poli sci class. So we talked, we chatted, we not Grace. It wasn't Grace. No. <laughs> Although she'll probably tell you, I I missed many signs that she gave. But (laughs) anyways, so this is a girl in my (laughs) political science class, and we're like, we talk, we were friends. And and then she, one day she invites me over. She's like, hey, you know, we got this midterm coming up. Why don't you come over to my place? We'll study together. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. That sounds like a plan. And I said, oh, well, let's let's go get so-and-so, too. Let's let's start a study group. And then she's like, "Uh, okay, yeah, I guess we can invite that person, too. So then, you know, we set the place, I go, or we set the time, we, I go to her place, and it's just me and her, and, like, I just assumed the third person is is late, and I'm like, all right, let's hit the books, let's start studying, let's, you know, quiz each other, or, or do whatever, and then, maybe like, a half hour goes by, and then the third person shows up, and then the the, the, the girl I knew had, had you know, excused herself, and I, I told the, asked the third person, like, hey, why'd, why'd you show up so late, where you held up, it's like, no, she told me to come at this time. So she had told me to come in half hour earlier before the third person oh. that showed up. And I guess I completely missed that one. Oh, she yeah. She think yeah, just thirty minutes is more than enough time with Chris Louie. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Sock on the sock on the door and everything. <laughs> so did you ever follow up on that? Threat? Like that. Yeah. I I no, I, I did not. I, I, <laughs> This person, she was nice, but she was I was not romantically interested in her. Romantically interested. Not your type. Not your type, then, is what you're saying. She's she kind of like a snaggletooth monster. No, she, she was a smoker, <laughs> and I didn't want to date a smoker. Oh, oh gosh. I could see that. Yeah, it's like an ashtray. I've had that before. I yeah. Like, Whoa, that is, no thanks, I'm passing. Yeah. Yeah. Is that still a thing I, I don't get it i like the younger generation like now I, I know some of my daughter's friends they vape i know my nephews vape and 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 a couple smoke but i still don't get it like in this day and time with all the education that's going on and even just from the from a sensory standpoint it's just it's nasty i think it's nasty but some people must think it's something nice yeah I, the vape at least the vape doesn't smell bad right it smells like I don't know cherries or apples or something nowadays, but whatever the heck you're smoking, but, whatever you. But is, what does it taste on? like? Yeah. Is it like a like you've been sucking on a battery all day? Like that does not sound like anything yeah. you want to taste. Maybe you do. I have no idea. 
Yeah. Maybe the next person on the podcast has to be someone that vapes, and they can tell us the draw there. They just love putting stuff the in nicotine? their mouth. It's probably the nicotine without it necessarily being just as stinky. I don't know. True. Yeah, one of our colleagues, I, I know I know she used to vape, which I didn't expect it from her until we hung out at SKO, and then she was just like vaping like crazy. I'm like, oh, that's that's an interesting habit that you have. Anytime I see anyone younger than me actually smoking a cigarette, like a cigarette, it's like I just want to roll down my window. I'm like, are you stupid? Like, I want to know. Like, seriously, have you not seen everything that's been put out there about cigarettes, and you're still the person doing that? It blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, just I mean, I'm I'm looking at from personal experience and history here. I'm like, I look at my my dad and his brothers. Yeah, you know, eighty nine years old, lung cancer, and you're like, yeah, yeah no thanks. No, thanks. My grandma has been drinking and smoking every single day of her life since she was like 13 years old. Pinnacle of health. Like never a problem. And she's like, I think she's like 91, man. She's just like cruising. Like, And doctors yeah. like, yeah, lungs look fine. It's like, how is that possible? How do you smoke like a pack of cigarettes a day? And you know, your stuff doesn't look like tar. I don't understand. It's just like Ozzy Osbourne. He's taking every drug known to man and he's still alive. Like but they need no, to study the, that no guy. my grandma is not like Ozzy Osbourne. That dude is a functioning, <laughs> like derelict. Like he's like, I don't know what you're saying. My grandma is coherent and amazing. So how dare yeah. you? Uh, All right, Brian, do you have another story? I had, yeah, you're about to go. Oh, well, I, I just want to say I had a grandmother that smoked cigarettes unfiltered. Oh dang, camels unfiltered. Yeah. yeah, so that's a man right there. Yeah, that was and and she. I, I'd like to say she lived to about ninety five. And and she drank beer with it, and I was like, "What the heck? Crazy." Yeah. Maybe the men in my family are weak, and it's the grandmothers that are strong. Could be. All right, back to Chris's stories of missing, dodging bullets. Maybe <laughs> who knows? Could be. Yeah, could be. It, we could be. Ta- it wouldn't be Grace. Maybe it was a different woman's name. He could be married to at this moment in time. Going on, who was the second? Oh, it's yeah. on me. I thought you had a story, Brian. No, I don't have any stories. I'm I'm lame. There you go. His are all. I mean, wrong. Wrongly. <laughs> yeah, like I was like, a, yeah, exactly. Like I was on an elevator once, and a guy came in, and he's just like, "You, s- another yeah." Guy. He's like, "You smell good, right?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm like, well, let's out creep the creeper, right?" And was like, "Well, yeah, it's just like this new beard oil put on there," and then like he just like immediately checks out and gets off the thing. I'm like, "Where are you going, my new best friend?" <laughs> yeah. yeah, you. I, you usually don't tell other men that they smell nice. But no. Interesting. Not a thing. Uh, the second story was in, in college, and this one's not as funny as the first one, but oh, there's a girl in one of my business classes, and we always sat next to each other, and she was nice. She was nice. Like We were friends, and we our class was relatively early, and like after class, she's always asked me like go to lunch or something. It's like, oh, yeah, let's go to lunch, and then. We go to lunch and like, all right, bye. I know I got to go up to my next class. And we did this for like a whole semester. And then I think I was telling somebody about it later. And like, then they were saying, dude, she was interested in you. She's waiting for you to ask her out. <laughs> That's why she kept asking you out to go to lunch. And, and if you guys were like sitting together and chatting and she kept having lunch with you, like after quality, she, she was waiting for you, bro. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I read her story in Craigslist under missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like what this sounds like, like for like a whole semester. And I'm like, oh, really? Huh? Okay. Chris, <laughs> were, were you dating anybody at the time? No, I, I, I think all these stories happened when I was when I was not dating. No I surprise, Chris. 
I can't blinders on. Yeah, no wonder. So are they all of the the Asian persuasion, or are they different? No, no. I, oh. I went to college. I was ten percent Asian. Okay. So the let's see the field, so to speak, was that was a, primarily no not. way. That school is ten percent Asian. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I mean, I it's, it it's probably more. more now. Like, and you have to remember, I I was not in the College of Engineering anymore at this point. I was in the I was in business and political ah. science. So the, the percentage yeah. of Asian people is probably even lower in those two particular schools. And then I, I would say the last one here, I may I'll have time to tell the Grace story, but the last one here is uh, poli-sci class. And I, I took classes late at night because I was not a morning person. I was absolutely not a morning person. Like, it would not be unusual for me to wake up at like noon and roll out of bed. So I always took my class. I had like a, I had like a 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. poli-sci class. And... There was a girl in there, and we we were again. You'll see a theme here, but you know we were friends. We we chatted. We and then one there was one time for one of our our midterms was coming up, and we got out of class at eight. And she's like, "Hey, let's go back to my place and let's go study for this midterm." And at, our class was actually pretty close to the library at this time. And I just I was telling her like, "Hey, let's just pop over to the library." And she's like, "No, you know why don't we go back to?" My place will pick up some food on the way, and then we can eat and we can we can study up. And I said, well, you know, the, the library allows you to eat food in this particular room. We could just go <laughs> here and get some food, and then let's let's go study at the library. And she's like, uh, yeah, okay, I guess we could do that. You idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I can count, like, numerous chances for you, Chris. It's just like. <laughs> so what I'm, what I'm really hearing here is that the poli-sci girls are thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, two were poli sci, one was business. Wow. Yeah. And what was Grace? What was Grace's major marketing? She was she was computer science, and then she switched to uh, graphic communication. So she was. Did you, uh, did you almost miss that opportunity school. as well? Yeah. How many times? No, you... because Grace was forward. Grace would actually hit him over the head with a hammer. <laughs> she was like, she would tell you there. Yeah. She would tell you there are many misopportunities. That'd be actually funny if we can get her on and, and tell. <laughs> her her side of it uh i mean there's there's like another time you're not getting my wife with, to with, the story by the way <laughs> i know the story <laughs> Go on, this Chris. was this was with grace i think we had gone on a date i can't remember if we were dating at the time or not but but basically so we we went out we so basically we went out she drove she dropped me off at at my place we lived in separate places and she's like, okay, no, I had fun tonight. Uh, let's let's do it again sometime. I'm like, all right, yeah, cool, peace out. And then I, I ran upstairs, and uh, my roommate was home at the time. And you probably did that Narner run with your arms behind your back, probably. And then I I get up, and then my roommate's like, oh, you're you're back already. I was like, yeah, yeah, we we got finished. And he's like, where where's Grace? And like, oh crap, I probably should have invited her to come up, huh? And then I told her this story. I can't remember if it was years later or months later. And I said, oh, yeah, I was kind of an idiot. I should have invited you up at that time. And he's like, yes, I was wondering why you didn't invite me up. I was. It, it's good to know that you weren't a rude jerk and you were just oblivious. It makes me feel better to know that you were just totally oblivious and that you weren't trying so, to. So hold on. We're not gonna we're not gonna title this segment "Missed Opportunities for Chris." We're gonna retitle the segment "Oblivious Chris." <laughs> Captain Oblivious from here on out. That's just, Captain that's Oblivious from now on. That's a good one, Glenn. Good one. Good job. Yeah, but Mister Obvious is what we're gonna call him. <laughs> see, see, I I look back on that now and like, yeah, there's plenty of. I was pretty oblivious, but reading the thread, I I should actually probably link through to the thread, but reading the thread, there were like 
way more stories of people being way more oblivious but i was at least comforted in knowing i wasn't the only guy out there missing all these these signs well we're not surprised chris good job (laughs) (laughs) i'm opening up to you guys and the listeners yeah so yeah, and everyone for those, it's uh, Chris's password is missed opportunity twenty twenty three. You'll find him later on Casual Encounters, though. Yes, you will. Just go through. Well, actually, you'll find the women that are chasing him under Casual Encounters. Oblivious. <laughs> Who knew? Chris right. is the the hot podcaster. He's... Apparently, that's right. At least in college, it was. At least. <laughs> Well, we continue to get great comments about our dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. This week, I'm up. Do you know the price of a chimney? You would think it would be no. nothing because it's on the house, but it's actually through the roof. Ah, double entendre. Wah, 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 wah. Look at that. All right, to wrap things up, DEFCON was canceled this year for one night. Don't be alarmed if you see your phone connect to Passpoint Wi-Fi. The law will catch up to Bitcoin thieves. And I was very dense in college. That's all I have for this week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find us all on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at Pebcac Podcast. Thank you to all the listeners and subscribers who raised five stars in the iTunes store on Spotify and left us a review. We appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show. The best way to find us is to search for the Pepcac Podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. For my co-host Brian Deach and Glenn Medina, I'm Chris Louie. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next weekend. As always, have a nice day. Bye, Captain Obvious. Bye, Felicia. Captain Oblivious. <laughs> Captain Oblivious. Captain Oblivious. <laughs> Captain Oblivious. <laughs> Almost there.